0: welcome to no judgments here i am your host mike and with me as always is will will how are you doing today hey yo, doing fine today on a lovely hump day how are you doing today i am i'm i'm, I'm doing much better than i have been <laughs> so yeah
1: Do you want to talk a, a, about obviously. your week
0: yeah we could talk about my week um So, when did we record last? Was that last Tuesday or was that Wednesday? It was Tuesday. So, Wednesday evening, I I had what they call a heart attack. Mm. Craziness. 45 years of age. um, Had a heart attack. And as a lot of people know, and, you know, I'm kind of a bigger guy, you know, and I really don't exercise the way I should and don't eat as healthy as the way I should. And, well, folks, it all caught up with me. So, yep, had myself a uh, heart attack, had two stents put in, um, spent a few days in the hospital, but I'm out. I'm good. I had my first cardiac rehab appointment this morning, um, which is kind of interesting stuff. But yeah, other than that, uh, just craziness craziness folks craziness. yeah what were you uh what were you doing on Wednesday night was anything were you doing anything uh, on Wednesday when it happened were you sleeping were you awake what no was, uh, the, the situation? I was I was taking a test for my history of rock class that we've uh, talked about on my on this podcast a couple of times um so I was taking a test and my left arm was hurting and I didn't really think nothing of it because I always have weird aches and pains and then all of a sudden I started getting sharp chains in my pet, sharp pains in my chest in uh, my pest. Did I say pest. <laughs> let's, let's start that over. <laughs> I, I was starting getting uh, sharp pains in my chest. Okay. Um, really didn't think nothing of it. Cause I'm also a guy that doesn't really go to the doctor um, unless it's extremely drastic. So I, you know, I took a couple of ibuprofen and took a shower and, after I got out of the shower, I'm like, okay, this isn't getting any better. And I'm like, I was sitting there thinking about it. And I'm like, I bet I'm having a fucking heart attack. How long did this go on before you did something about it? Uh, the pain in my arm was a couple of hours. Wow. Um, but I didn't really think of nothing of it because again, you know, it felt like kind of like it was like I had strained it, you know, like I might've been sitting on it, you know, was leaning against it or, you know, maybe jerking it a little too hard. I, I don't, I don't know. Easy, um, easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> try to keep it, try to keep it PG 13 at least. Um, I don't know what the rule is. I think you can only say fuck like once or twice in a movie before it to be PG 13. And I've already beaten that. So, yeah. um, we are rated R folks. Um, so yeah, so then I, the sharp pains in my chest, Oh, maybe a half hour, 45 minutes. Yowzers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, you know, probably hindsight being 2020, um, probably should have went to the doctor sooner. Uh, they said it was a good thing that I came in what I did. Um, it, I, you know, it's even better. I drove myself to the hospital. Yeah. I was going to say something. What, uh, what ultimately, what led you to make the decision to go to the hospital? Um, after I sat there and thought about it and said, yep, I'm probably having a heart attack. And then you just drug yourself. Did you tell the kiddos that, uh, you yeah. were yep. having yep. issues? Yep. I told the kids, I said, guys, I'm not right. Something's not going, something's not right here. I am, uh, going to go to the hospital. Um, you know, so obviously they were freaked out, but you know, they handled it very well for, you know, being 15 and 16 years of age. Um, so yeah, just, uh, they said if I would have waited on it, that I probably wouldn't be here today. That's kind of scary. So we always hear it about is. how there's just, uh, there's no room available at hospitals due to COVID. Yeah. So what what was the situation like once you got to the hospital? Uh, you know, I got to the hospital, got to the ER, and they obviously started running a bunch of tests, did an EKG, and they came back and said, yep, you're, you're having a heart attack. Um, they got me in and they put a stent in one of my arteries, because one of my arteries was 99% blocked. Um, and they got me a room. I, I had the last room. Mm. There, were, there was no other beds available. So it's a good thing that uh, there was a bed available because I think the next nearest hospital, hospital is in Grand Island, which is about 45 miles away. Yikes. And I don't even know if there's an open bed there because yeah. I mean, COVID is running pretty rampant over there in Hamilton County. So, um, who knows? I mean, thankful that obviously there was there that the hospital staff was awesome. Um, so Wednesday night I got that one stent put in and they, they told me Wednesday night that, yeah, you'll probably be able to go home on Thursday. So I was like, okay. Um, there was a little bit of blockage. Well, he was like, there's a little bit of blockage in another artery. I'm not too concerned about that with medication. We could probably get that under control. But then he came in Thursday morning and said, no. Um, after looking at it some more, I want to go in and put in another stint, which is good because that one was what they call what causes or leads to the widow maker. Have you heard yeah. of that? I have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, it turns out that one was 80% blocked. It was a little more blocked than he thought it was. Hmm. So two stints, um, they put that second one in Friday morning and then I was out of there by two o'clock. Now, so uh, I gotta quit smoking. Yeah, yeah, um, that's been going. It's tough, it's very, 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 very tough after you smoke for 28 years. Yeah, what are you doing as a distraction? Um, just burying myself in schoolwork, pretty much is about it. <clears throat> well. That's, that's... i did buy i did I did buy some of those uh tobacco um nicotine pouches um but then again even nicotine is obviously nicotine is not good for you and it's not good for somebody that's had a heart attack so it, i I have used a couple of those sparingly you know when I'm really you know having one of those nick fits but you know, I haven't I haven't killed anybody. I haven't uh beaten anybody. Um I don't think I've called anybody any names, so tread lightly my friend. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you successfully quit drinking uh yes. cold turkey. Uh yeah. Yep. So I, I have complete faith that you should be able to do I, I, obviously, alcohol and, and uh, t- tobacco have different impacts on your body and your yes. brain and how everything works. But, you know, I, I have faith in you. I, b- I believe in you, Mike. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Now, you know, I mean, obviously, I've, I've quit drinking, you know, but I'll still have an occasional drink here or there. Um, the shot of whiskey that we had at Rocklahoma was probably a little uh, too much for my first <laughs> drink in a, in, a, in a few months. Um, so yeah, I probably should have had a mixer with that. Um, (laughs) see that, I mean, that's how, that's how far you've come. A two ounce shot of whiskey was too, too much for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it didn't make me drunk or anything like that, but God damn, that tasted like shit. (laughs) Um, and I, and, and I like whiskey. I mean, whiskey has always been my drink of choice. Um, so you know it is what it is enough about me how was your week uh, my week was good uh I did want to say though that uh, I woke up Thursday morning to a text from Mike Schilke said it simply stated interesting night followed up by <laughs> well I think it said well I'm in the hospital like these just two <laughs> really vague comments and I'm like I'm a yeah. fog because I'm not good in the morning anyway I'm like what the fuck is this dude talking about? <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, had to, I had to get a follow up and, uh, yeah, man, it's yeah. better. Glad things are on the up yep. and up, uh, continued health because we got to go to a louder than life next year. So you should be yes. a healthy, uh, lean, mean, shilky machine at that point. So I'm looking forward to that. Right. Uh, my week was good. Uh, three concerts. Um, I got a new job. So uh, I went to nice. Yep. 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 Got a new job. I'm excited about that. Getting away from the work from home life, which I've been doing since 2011. So that will be, or maybe 2010. Nah, I think it's 2011. Yeah, 2011. Since January 2011, I'm I'm going back into the office for the first time uh, in a in a decade. But how do you feel about that? Oh, I'm not a fan. I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm going to like it. I think it's going to be a very difficult adjustment. Uh-huh. I think it's going to take a lot of time for me to get used to it because here at home, you know, through those work days when you just get kind of frustrated, you can just kind of move yourself away from the computer and find uh-huh. a distraction in the house and kind of regroup and breathe. And, and I just don't know what the equivalent of that will be in the office because you can't. Yeah. just I don't think you can just disappear from the office for like 15 minutes. And well, not, you can't. It's, ca- it's, it's called a break. Yeah, and back you, in the you, day, it used to be a smoke break, which always ticked me off because I wasn't a smoker. Right, but you could still take a fifteen-minute break. I mean that that is uh, allowed. You know, it's kind of legal. You have to. Well, to that's have to just provide their, your break. Yeah, that's just their normal breaks. I'm talking about breaks outside of the breaks. Oh, okay. Just to kind of move away, but we'll see. Okay. And and plus, you know, you don't have to hand, you don't have to deal with office banter, office uh-huh. gossip, office drama at home. And, you know, all of that going to be in the office. We'll see. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm excited about the job opportunity. Our, our buddy Trey hooked me up. I right. I was desperately wanting to get away from Walmart. Uh, well, I shouldn't say, I already said it, so never, never mind. I was, I was, I shouldn't say Walmart. I was desperately wanting to get away from this particular role with Walmart. Yeah. Sometimes you get a promotion and the promotion just doesn't fit what you know and what your expertise is and what you do. Uh. And it's just it, – it has not been a, a good transition. And on top of that, my schedule changes every six months, and I don't like that at this point in my life uh, with a new kid on the way, a child here, uh, my wife's Monday through Friday schedule. Uh, having my schedule change every six months and just not knowing where it's going to be, uh, not what I'm looking for at the age of 42 at this point. So yeah, I'm excited to, to move on. my goal when I got this job was to move up to management and I'm I'm getting close to two years and it just hasn't happened. So at this point I feel like I've exhausted my opportunities with this particular job. So it's time to move on to another role. So I'm excited to see what this new role brings to me. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Well, you know, again, congratulations. I I know that you had applied for it and and, uh, we're, we're, you know, possibly moving and stuff like that to that. So um, kudos. It'll be, I think you'll do just fine in the office. Um, so give yourself Yeah, a I, on. my hope, my hope, sorry, it will be a quicker transition and, and maybe I'll just be like in a snap. I'll just be like yeah. back at home and it'll, it'll be nothing. Uh, millions of people are working in the office. Right. Um, so people know how it works and I just have to get it readjusted to it and probably like a habit. It'll take me like three weeks and then I'll get into the habit and then all will be well. Yeah. Well, crazy stuff going on, obviously a lot of changes and, uh, in the hendrix and shilke's world so um we can do it it'll be good stuff yeah but you, you mentioned uh, you mentioned three concerts yeah so uh the, it was a good week at the amp three rock shows yeah um on i'm trying to think of my days here so it was wednesday friday sunday so wednesday was uh, the metal tour of the year megadeth lamb of god hate breed and uh trivium and let me tell you, there, there were probably 8,000 people in attendance. I was so happy to see that um, right. on a Wednesday night in Northwest Arkansas. Metal fans represented. Um, they came out in droves, man. And it was a, it was a great show. Hatebreed. I love Hatebreed concert. I don't really listen to their albums anymore. But every time I see them in concert, man, they just have a great energy to them. They, the crowd loves yes. them. Um, I enjoyed them. I will say I don't really like Trivium's music that much. I've listened, I, you know, I've listened to some of their albums. They have some good songs here, and, but I just don't listen to them a lot. The, the lead singer is a polished lead singer. Like the dude knows, like he does a lot of the cliche stuff. Um, you know, he's trying to get the crowd amped. He he went through this thing uh, throughout the entire uh, performance of trying to say that we were the best uh, crowd. Of the tour so far, he gave credit to Blue Ridge Music Festival. So for all the naysayers out there at Blue Ridge, he said they were the best audience so far of the tour. And by the end of the night, we had become the best. Uh, credit to Jamie Johnson at Hatebury. He only gave us top half. He said we were in the top half of the tour so far. <laughs> so I appreciate the honesty there uh, because I don't need everybody just telling us we're the best crowd. I, I can right. handle. I can. I can handle best. We're we're in the top half. I can handle right. that. I have a trivia put on a pretty good rock show. Lamb of God crushed it. You don't know what Randy Black is saying 80% of the time, but they're just a punishing heavy metal band. And I'll tell you, uh, I've been to a lot of shows at the amp now. Uh, this is the second time Lamb of God's been there. This is the first time I've seen multiple circle pits. So they they, really? they, had, a, they had a pit uh, in front of the stage. You could see that it was a big circle pit. You could see that from our from us up in the lawn. And then the lawn started multiple circle pits. And I, I've never seen that at the amp. I was so happy. I actually got into the circle pit. The what? Time. Yeah, I got in there. I got in there, ran around a few times. And let me tell you, whew, was I tired afterwards. And <laughs> I, 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 probably I it was probably only like 45 seconds to a minute. I didn't get hit and nobody pushed me down. Nobody broke my glasses. So I was happy about all that. I forgot about yeah. COVID for a minute, which was a mistake on my end. I should put my mask on and then got into the circle pit, Error <laughs> uh, on my end. Uh, but I was, I was overcome with excitement, and I, I lost my thoughts, and I just got into the circle pit. So that was cool. Uh, Megadeth Man uh, was weird. Dave Mustaine, as we know, is going through some health issues. He's 60 years old. I actually, for the first three songs, got a little conspiracy theorist-minded. And I didn't think it was really Dave Mustaine on stage uh, because he was singing uh, with his hair covering his face. And he wasn't talking to the crowd. Uh, So I was like, I'm pretty confident this is not Dave Mustaine. They're putting somebody out on stage uh, just to have Megadeth do it. But he finally started talking to us. He put his hair behind his uh, face at some point. It was Dave Mustaine. He looked old as shit. They played a really short set. I think Lamb of God actually had more time than Megadeth. Megadeth ended, I, I think they played 10 songs uh, only two songs from Countdown to Extinction, which was a bummer, but not expected. Countdown to Extinction is now over 20 years old, uh, but yeah. it was a really good show. Uh, so uh, that was with Dustin. On Friday night, I met Dustin and his wife again in the lawn uh, for Three Doors Down in Seether. Seether, <laughs> again, I've said this before, I've now seen them at least 10 times, never as a headlining act. Festivals and opening acts only. Seether put on a really good show, man. They played their, their greatest hits. Uh, which is ten songs, and it was it was you know fine again, gasoline, um, broken, you know all the mm-hmm. Sealer songs that you know over the last twenty years. They they put on a good right. show. They they don't talk too much to the crowd, but I enjoyed them. Three Doors Down was touring behind the Better Life, twentieth uh, uh, anniversary, and I'm surprised they could do this. I really don't didn't think Three Doors Down would be able to pull a crowd, but it was Friday night. I would say there was probably you know another seven thousand people in attendance, and it got me uh-huh. to thinking. Uh, I was talking to Dustin, I was like. I'm surprised that three doors down can do because Candlebox wouldn't be able to go on an anniversary tour of their first album. And that album sold like 5 million copies, but they're over there touring clubs and theaters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just weird how some bands can do that album tour anniversary when they haven't been relevant in multiple years. And then other bands cannot do the same thing. I, I just don't know the difference between why three doors down would be able to do that. and Candlebox would be able to do that. But I have a theory Go ahead. I have a theory on that. Um, Three Doors Down, being a very ultra conservative rock band, mm-hmm. um, you know, is going to have a very, very big fan base, and especially with a lot of their songs dealing with military, and you know, their support of the military. Man, Americans love that shit. Yeah. you know, so they're theory. gonna they're gonna turn out they're gonna turn out for something like that, as opposed to Candlebox, who, you know, yes, Candlebox has some great music and everything like that, but is it? as I don't know if you want to call it radio friendly as three doors down. I mean, three doors down is three, three doors down is Nickelback light. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, so, and let me just say they were boring. Uh, it was a boring, it was a boring performance. Um, Brad Arnold, the lead singer, uh, looking spelt, uh, looks in shape. Um, he was the only person singing. I I think he could have used some help, uh, singing. Um, he said, God bless at the end of every song. He said, thank you. Uh, God bless. Thank you so much for coming out after every single song. Um, I-, I was hoping he would tell a little bit more stories about some of the tunes. He, I mean, they did play uh, Better Life. The first 12 uh-huh. songs are, are 11 songs. And then at the end, he was like, all right, that was the album. Thank you. And then they played uh, four more songs after that. Um, it just it didn't really move me. Uh, some of those tunes are really, really good. I mean, they started out with a Loser and Kryptonite. And technically, yeah. I could have just left right there, uh, right, and been like, "All right, I heard of those in Kryptonite. I'm good. I listened to a few more. I I love that album back in two thousand one. I, I haven't listened to it in probably fifteen years. I'd say. Um, Be sure. like that is also a really good rock tune, but you know, overall, I I, I thought Cedar blew away as far as performance is concerned. And Three Doors Down has performed at Rocklahoma. I think like in an afternoon. Uh, were you yep. there when Three Doors Down yep. was there? Yep. Yeah, so three doors down played at like four thirty in the afternoon, but now they're headlining amphitheaters. Uh, so that was uh, you know overall Friday night, beautiful night for concerts. I was good. To, I was happy to be there for live music. And then on Sunday uh, was uh, Shine Down, the Struts, and Zero Nine Three Six. Um, I had I, I didn't get to watch Zero Nine Three Six. I got there a little bit late. I got to hear a couple songs from the parking lot, so I don't have an opinion on them. Uh, the Struts, really good rock band. Uh, the lead singers parts Mick Jagger parts Freddie Mercury. Ah, uh, just minor league style. He dances and he does the ooh ah ah's and he gets the crowd uh, to sing choruses with him. Uh, very, very much the English lead singer. He weighs like a butt twenty. Um, uh-huh. and, and you know, but they they put on a good show. And then Shine Down, uh, they were missing their bassist Eric Bass. Uh, he had COVID, so it oh. was a three piece uh, for the night. Um, and it I think it sucks for both Eric Bass because they start when they started their tour, they didn't have their drummer. He also tested positive for COVID. So now two of the members, but I'm pretty confident if, if Mr. Smith or Mr. Myers got COVID, they would have to postpone some shows. But yeah. you know, they, they gave us a long speech about how they don't want to cancel any shows. So Eric Bass pre-recorded, once he got tested positive, he pre-recorded some bass tracks. They didn't put anybody on stage to take his place. Uh, they had some techs, so I'm guessing, off stage to do some stuff. Um, so it, that was an interesting dynamic they gave a pretty long speech about um, you know uh, that you know once once Eric tested positive everybody that was involved with the tour then uh, got tested and everybody else tested negative uh, but they put on their usual really good rock show they're just they're just a really good live band um, and you know they're kind of like Cedar they now have about yeah. 20 years of modern rock tracks that mm-hmm. If you just go as a casual fan, you're going to end up finding out that you know every single song that they sing. Yes. Um, and they ended with uh, their cover of Simple Man, which goes over great in Arkansas, obviously. And uh, and then that was that. So I, I left right before that, but I listened to it on the way to the car. Because as an old person, I'm all about getting out before the traffic uh, hits. <laughs> so right. That's how I roll. Um, so so they, they closed this. this They closed this, the set with that song. Uh, it was the next to last song. I'm trying to okay. think of what I, I think they're. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I want to say, I think I left at their 40. They played. No, I didn't leave at your 45. Give me a second. Let me get there. Uh-huh. It was also somebody from the Struts' birthday, so I got to hear a birthday song on my way there. Uh, they played the last three songs was Atlas Falls, which was acoustic, Simple Man, acoustic, and then they ended with Sound of Madness. Okay. Oh, one thing I did want to say, um, (laughs) there was a funny part uh, during How Did You Love uh, where um, uh, Brett Myers, is that his name? Fuck, I can't think of his name now. Brent Smith, the lead singer, he saw something happening in the pit and he stopped the song. He's like, whoa, 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 stop. And then for like three minutes straight, straight, he was like, yo, stop, yo, man, yo, (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm saying the right thing, yo. Yo, yo, hold on, yo! And like, there was some type of fight happening in the pit. And I, I I think uh, he initially was thinking it was security who was roughing up roughing up a fan, but I think as he kept saying yo over and over again, it ended up not being security and it was just a fight. um He was pissed. He was <clears> so <throat> mad about what he was witnessing. And then the uh, the guitarist Zach Myers uh, uh got on the mic and he's like. You can do whatever you want at a Shinedown show. You can have sex. You can make out. You can uh, watch it. You know, he gave a couple examples. But one thing you cannot do at a Shine Down show is fight. We do not tolerate fights. I mean, they were so, so mad. Uh, oh, wow. So that was, that was a cool moment. I, I haven't seen that very often at concerts where – I mean, I've seen it a few times, but it's not yeah. very often where you just see the rage. I thought Zach Myers was – he, he put his guitar on the stage – I thought he was going to go into the crowd himself to try to break up whatever the heck was happening there. Um, then they uh, collected themselves and they started the song over and played it again. So that was a that was a cool moment. Yeah. So how many people do you think were in attendance that Sunday night? I, I would say it was it was the lesser of the three. Uh, really? Yeah. I would say that you know they've been through before, um, but I, I would say all three of them were somewhere in that area of like seven to nine thousand. I think the metal tour of the year. Uh, had the biggest crowd i'd give it the second biggest and three doors down and then i thought Shine down um uh, was the uh, smallest of the three huh yeah i could be wrong i could right. be wrong that's my guesstimation for this for sunday show Shine down trey and i were in the very back um so we didn't sit in the lawn we sat beyond behind the lawn uh uh-huh. which was fine so we, we could just get a we sat middle stage but all the way back which was fine um but just it just looked like there were more pockets available in the lawn than what I saw for Three Doors Down in Megadeth. Gotcha. Okay. Well, cool. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty pretty cool, exciting week to be able to go to three shows. Yeah, I, and in my town. I didn't, I, I didn't have to leave it, town. Yeah. How great is right. that? How that is pretty cool. Is very rare. I don't get yeah. that. Yeah. I don't get that in a town of 30,000 people. Yeah. So cool stuff. Right on. Well, I'm glad that you got to enjoy that. Um, you know, that's kind of funny that you know Three Doors Down played uh, played their show, but then I saw that they've just pulled out of a bunch of concerts, yeah, um, I saw, I due to the COVID regulations. So, and and it's weird that they would wait so long because those came into effect like six weeks ago. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously they weren't going to be uh, put officially into place until October, but the announcements were made over two months ago. So I don't know why you wait until the week of the show to cancel it if you know what the policy is in in place but yeah i I noticed that as well three doors down are they are obviously against uh the covid vaccination Uh, requirements so they went ahead and canceled charlotte and i want to say rally i could be wrong on that and then they was Atlanta, okay and then they moved uh, two shows in florida to other venues that were not requiring vaccinations i think they were outdoors outdoor venues Yeah, they're all outdoors in the news. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, take us into the news then. I mean, I'm sure there's other happenings going on. Uh, I know one major thing, but yeah, you, you, you yeah, we'll, s- we'll we'll start with the major thing is that Tool uh, yeah, has announced buddy. their 2022 tour, and it's a large tour, man. So yeah, I think it's right. It's right close to 60 dates total. Uh, uh-huh. The first half of the year, which I, I we'll see if they, it ends up being a full year long tour, but the Starts in America in January through maybe like the 1st of April. And then towards the end of April, they go over to Europe for some headlining dates as well. And they're playing everywhere. that If, if, if anybody, if any of us want to see Tool, this is our chance. I mean, they're playing yeah. Tulsa. They're playing Omaha. They're playing Kansas City. They're playing Denver. They're playing St. Louis. I think they're playing Dallas. I mean, jeez, they're, they're playing Minneapolis minneapolis yeah uh, omaha's on on a saturday night man march 12th man i would love to be able to go to that but that's my anniversary weekend yeah there's no opportunity they're playing tulsa on a sunday night but it's january 30th the week that i'm having a baby so there's just i unfortunately i'm not going to be able to make this tour i don't think there's no way i can make it happen I, i don't yeah i don't think i can go check them out on those dates in march march the, the, the Saturday night in Omaha would be great if it wasn't my anniversary. Uh, but right. Obviously, I can't just leave the wife and newborn behind to go check out Tool and forget about my what will be what uh, anniversary number 12 there. See yeah. you later, Erica. Going to Omaha for a Tool concert. Yeah. Yeah. So, you would not be you would not be popular. No. Nor would I. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I have enough issues with concerts. I don't think I need to to pile on there. So, yeah. So yeah, right now, as it stands right now, me and, uh, Courtney and Kane will be going to Minneapolis to mm-hmm. see them. So, um, we'll go to see that with my sister and, and brother-in-law. So, um, always cool to see Tool, uh, especially with my sister. Um, Courtney has seen them a couple times. Kane has not seen them, so he doesn't know he's going yet. So hopefully, uh, he doesn't listen to this and I, it spoils the surprise. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, uh. Definitely. I mean, I would love maybe to go even two nights and, you know, but if you're not going to be able to go see them in Tulsa or when or we're not going to come up to Omaha. Yeah. I don't see me doing it. So. Yeah. And you really don't need to see tool twice. You know what you're going to get. they don't change up the yeah. set list. I mean, they're, no, not they're really. awesome in concert. They are that yes. I, you don't really, it, they're not the like to me, Pearl jam Metallica bands that change up the set list are the ones you want to go see multiple runs of. And Tool, you're just going to see the same thing on multiple nights. So if you if you really love Tool that much, then all for it. But, you know, otherwise. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, they don't have a really great opening act, which is what they usually do. Um, Blonde Redhead is opening up um, some of the tour. And then something about Acid, Acid Helps, or Cool Acid Trip. I, was, I, I can't recall what the name is. Yeah, something to do with that... Acid. I, a band I've never heard of opening up uh, the other half of the tour. Yeah, that's usually the case with them. I mean, they don't, they don't never really take big names out with them or anything like that, or even up and coming names. Yeah, it's been very rare. Um, you know, they, they took Primus out on tour a few years back. That was their best that they've ever done. That was an yeah. awesome double bill. But other than that, it's, it's been a whole bunch of bands that I just don't listen to. Right. Well, what other news you got? Uh, unfortunately, uh, Judas Priest had to cancel the remainder yeah. of the tour. Speaking of people with heart uh, issues, man, right. uh, Richie Faulkner, I guess, at Louder Than Life, started having some type of heart attack while on stage. Um, and when it came to like their encore or, or saying goodbye to the crowd, he was gone. They, they they didn't know what happened to him. And he had to be rushed to the hospital for a major heart surgery. Um, you know, I don't know what this means for the future of Judas Priest and Richie Faulkner, but... You know, it sucks right. to see, but uh, their their tour is off. Unfortunately, they're playing Oklahoma City here in a couple weeks. Uh, but obviously, you know, once your once your guitarist has a uh, a heart surgery like that, it's it's no holds barred, and no, not no holds bar, but it's no longer you get to play shows at that. And we'll we'll see if he's able to get back on tour. Um, yeah, it's it sounded real serious, um, and they've made it. You know, it, he had to immediately go to a surgery. I'm, I'm glad that he was able to get proper care uh, coming yeah. off of, a stage of the stage at a concert, but that's pretty scary stuff. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, speaking from experience, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it, it is. I mean, obviously, they didn't have to cut me open or anything like that, you know, to put in stents, they go in through your wrist. So, um, your groin which i'm glad that uh they didn't have to do that they just went into my wrists so Mm -hmm. um you know to have an open heart surgery or anything like that there is quite a quite a turnaround for recovery um it's going to be a while before he's able to do anything so yeah that's a bummer so Judas priest said 50th anniversary tour cut short speaking of bands that have been around for a long time um, Scorpions announced that they uh, have a new album coming out uh, February eleventh of twenty twenty-two. They're also going on a European run with Mammoth WVH, another good opening spot for Mammoth. Uh, Scorpions and Judas Priest have both done farewell tour things, um, so I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how exciting a new Scorpions album is. Uh, they're also doing a uh, residency in Las Vegas early in twenty twenty-two. Uh, we saw them at Rocklahoma. They weren't anything super I was I was happy to be able to say I saw them Um, but that was about it um so we'll see what a new Scorpions album brings and what what kind of rock music it brings in 2022 uh my boys in Limp Biscuit um are teasing new music Dad Rock on Instagram I'm also seeing on uh on Polestar they have signed with AGI Artist Group International um to represent them. So it looks like big things coming for Limp Bizkit in 2022. This does state the band's planning to tour in the summer of 2022. <laughs> um, let's see. For December, I'm very excited to be teaming up with EGA for this exciting chapter in Limp Bizkit's journey. It's been a long time since I felt this confident about our team on the field. And then it says uh, they can't share much about upcoming plans, but this band has put themselves in a very unique space to be bigger than ever, incredibly excited to jump into this with them. And they're going to be distributing a new album with Sure Tone Records in ADA later this year. So new album coming out before the end of 2021. That's exciting for me. I don't think they put themselves in a unique space to be bigger than ever. I will go ahead and yeah. throw out my skeptic- skepticism on that one. But, uh, you know, they certainly had some positive publicity after their Lollapalooza gig. But it was cut short when they canceled their tour like a week later. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time getting excited about any Limp Biscuit um, new music. So I mean, we'll see what happens, but uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Yep, I agree. A uh, couple of festivals happened this last weekend. Not Fest was in Iowa. Uh, yeah. They sold it out. Thirty thousand people. That's more than what goes to Rock, Oklahoma. So awesome job there i have read that there was a lot of logistics issues with not yep. which is what we're seeing a lot of festivals these days uh there was a uh news channel that talked about the hours long waits for water um uh-huh. some people couldn't get water so they left the show early they're talking about other people who are dehydrated because of how hot it was not able to get water i can't imagine standing in line for more than five minutes for water and and these people were standing in line for hours i just don't understand that part of the story you always have to kind of take these stories with a grain of salt because you know it seems like a lot of people had a really good time at knot fest but when you look online uh there there was a lot of people complaining about the uh, logistics of the festival um there's just no way i would i would wait that long um if i saw any lines with issues but it's it's becoming the trend we're seeing this over and over again speaking of festival experiences. Rebel Rock down in Florida. Uh, you know, Limp Bizkit had dropped out. Then Incubus replaced them, and then Incubus had to drop out. And then Bold Beat was on Thursday. Then Volbeat dropped out, and then the day of the festival, Friday night or Friday during the day, they announced that they had to cancel the entire weekend. Yeah, uh, which is unbelievable. Uh, and they saying they're saying it wasn't their decision. Uh, the the people who run the venue, the park where it was being held based off of rain that led up to the event, had deemed that the event would not be able to take place safely. Uh, So they canceled on Rebel Rock. Uh, Obviously, this set off a firestorm on social media, which is what happens. And if I have to see one more person comment, Fire Festival, for any type of festival experience that goes wrong, I'm going to to flip a gasket. (laughs) Not everything (laughs) is fire. Fire Festival was purposely a con job. It's yeah, obviously oh yeah. stealing money from people with no end result to actually have a festival at all. None of these festival experiences, even though was, uh, these are awful experiences for anybody, it's fire festival. No, <laughs> so no, I wish people would watch the the documentaries and get a better understanding of how much of a con job fire festival is before they just comment on social media posts fire festival 2.0 because it's just not what yeah. it is. Yeah, no, I mean, when they talk about, you know, the logistics, like the the hours long wait for water and the fiasco at Blue Ridge with the parking and the camping and everything like that, Um, you know, and it comes down to manpower, Mm -hmm. you know, um, when you can't get the people to fill the positions of the stuff that you need to do. I mean, it's kind of difficult to provide a uh, good experience, you know, and with bands canceling and you know, like the instance of Bonnaroo when it was weather-related. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's nothing that you can do about that stuff, you know. And Blue Ridge, I think, with this being the first year, I think that guy um, maybe bit off a little bit more than he could chew. Sure. Um, you know, and he put out quite a statement Yes. Uh, about that as well, you know. So it wasn't for lack of effort. I just think that sometimes – and that's just what what we live in now. People are so divisive and just so whiny. And What the hell is that? That's just music. I'm trying to get my news page up and, you know, those, oh. the pop-ups come up. Go ahead. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, people just, they need to relax, you know? <laughs> Damn. I mean, you know, of course you want a great experience and everything like that, but think about, the times you live in, you know, think about what's going on and how there's millions of jobs out there, but people don't want to work or mm. can't work or whatever be the case. Um, I, yeah. Chill out people. Mm-hmm. Chill no, I agree. But you, fuck out. We also need to know that that's just kind of the way people are on social media. If they, 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 it's social media, is just a really negative place to be. Yes. And so you don't really see the positive experience. People generally don't go on social media to share how positive their experience is. And again, you do have to take a lot of these comments with a grain of salt because, quite frankly, these could be people that weren't even at the festival, didn't even yeah. attend. They're just seeing, you know, news on the Internet and they're, for whatever reason, just joining the trolls. So you always have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree um, enough, so, of, enough with that rant. Moving on. Yeah, so to c- continue on, uh, Louder Than Life also happened over this weekend. It looks like uh, most of that w- was ran smud- smoothly. Uh, four-day festival outside of all the lineup issues they had. Metallica uh, played the Black Album from Back to Front, um, yep. which was awesome. Great experience for all the fans there. Um, one of Erica's best friends went. She had the VIP experience. I need to get a proper review on how she, what she felt the uh, VIP experience was uh, she yes. had glowing reviews of louder than life and a lot of the music that was going on i was following her on instagram living vicariously through her she uh she really liked Dead sarah i'm glad to hear that um uh-huh. she uh enjoyed the uh, saturday night lineup now there was a, a lot of stink made about machine gun kelly's set um uh-huh. because apparently there were a lot of booze but uh, i've seen a lot of the videos uh there were a lot more cheers than booze from machine gun kelly Uh, I understand the squabble going on with Slipknot right now where Slipknot fans may feel like they want to boo him. But but quite frankly, there there was like 40,000 people at the festival. He wasn't getting booed by more than like probably 2% of the crowd, I would imagine. And there was a video where Machine Gun Kelly got off the stage to come down to the crowd. And some dude just ran into Machine Gun Kelly and pushed him. And then security quickly grabbed the fan. (laughs) And then at that point, it took like five seconds. Uh, and then Machine Gun Kelly like threw up like, this random haymaker, which had no chance of connecting with the fan at all. But, you know, <laughs> it, it the, that part was kind of weak. But if you're a fan, you can't do that. In, in no way, shape, or form can you put your hands on one of the artists performing at the show and not expect to get a beatdown. That was just stupid on his part. Uh, so oh, yeah. I, th- I thought a lot of that was kind of overblown, which is, again, what we just kind of ranted about. So, yeah. Um, you know, overall, it looks like an awesome time, and I can't wait to see what what DWP brings for the 22 edition for uh, Louder Than Life. I will be looking forward to all the news coming up over the next year, although it's going be, to be quiet for a while, but uh, we shall see. Um, yep. Guns N' Roses released a new uh, single, Mike. Did you hear it? I have not heard it. Okay. It's called Hard School. Again, it's another B-side um, or unreleased track from the Chinese Democracy um, album, it is much better than the first song. This one actually sounds like Axl Rose. Uh, it's still not great, but it, it's much better than the first option they gave us with. I think I heard a snippet of it, yeah. Um, but um, I'll, I'll have to give it a listen. Like I said, I've been kind of preoccupied. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Uh, Dream Theater had a tour lined up for this fall. They postponed it due to COVID to 2022. Drowning Pool was about to go out on the t- tour with Head P.E., and El Nino, they've postponed that to 2022. Head E immediately uh, <laughs> announced the tour uh, to replace those dates, so they're going on. Happy E didn't give a shit. They're going back on tour, um, and they'll do the the 2022 Drowning pool tour. Um, Spirit Box, man, I don't understand what's going on here. But Spirit Box hey. debuted at number 13. I wow. don't know how this happened. They're they're banned. I don't know. I guess I, I need to read up on why spirit box is has so much buzz to them. Cause I don't really know why this is before yeah, I, don't I get it. a hard rock band with no previous albums to debut at number 13 is just absolutely incredible. Awesome for them. I tried to find where dead Sarah was. Dead Sarah Did not debut in the top 200. Um, so spirit box has a buzz to them. That's, Somebody's doing a really good job uh, putting out the the word on Spirit Box. So, congrats on them. They they had like the number one vinyl of the week, number one rock album of the week. So they are doing work. Uh, and they don't tour again until twenty twenty two, and they're the opening act of an Under Oath every time I Die tour. Uh, which, based off of them debuting number thirteen, I think they should probably be headlining at this point. Yes, yeah. uh, uh, Aaron Lewis moving on. Aaron Lewis out there. Uh, for 16. some reason <laughs> for Jeez some Jesus reason Christ. uh somewhere close to joe biden's hometown decided to start a fuck joe biden chant which yeah. is really weird from conservatives who constantly tell us to shut up and do you know shut up and do your job shut up and sing yeah. shut up and shut up and play ball yeah yep. shut up and play ball don't do it but aaron lewis here as stain is, is gonna have a crowd uh, lead a "fuck joe biden chant just a fucking what a weirdo man yeah uh, he's, he's a he's a clown. yeah he is he's I, I hate what he's become and yeah. it's very disappointing to see um we'll just move on from that Beats has a new album coming out december 3rd uh, yep. so look forward to that they put out good music uh, a lot of the songs sound the same but uh you know i'm always happy to see new rock music coming out and i think that's all we have for the news i'm looking real quickly yep that's all we have so yeah, we got uh, Volby coming out with a new album. When does Jerry's come out? October October yeah, we, got a, we got a couple of weeks, right? We gotta get it we gotta get a count we gotta get, got get a countdown coming on here. Yeah, we, should. Oh, oh, oh. we it's, should. It's in October. I think it was end of October. I don't even know what the date is right now. It is. To, it's about to be October, isn't it? Yeah, it's. Uh, it's uh, September. I'd about said February. It's September 29th. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we got two days left. Damn. Uh huh. Uh Okay. Let when, me look at when... something here. I'm trying to pull up the October. Hey, I think I Alexandria it looks like they have a new album coming out it's on Friday. Do they? Because I I haven't seen that. Because I was just looking. I see. See what's on the inside. I don't know if that's a... It doesn't say it's a reissue, so it looks like a new album coming out. I have to look further into it. Tw- October 29th. Oh, so the very end of October. Guys. Yeah, so we've got 30 days until the new Jerry album. That's exciting. I know. I've still only listened to the one song. Yep, and I haven't heard that song in a couple weeks now. So I haven't either. I haven't either. Patiently waiting. Let me make yes. sure this Acting Alexandria album is a new album of new tunes. I don't show it on my list. Next week looks pretty scarce. Yeah, no, here he is. See what's on the inside. All right, cool. All right. Well, I mean, if there's no more news, that brings us into uh, your concert history for this week. Yeah, with concerts, Wiz concerts, Wiz concerts. We got it September 24th through September 30th. A few good shows on here. Uh, Kiss, September 28th, 2017 at the Amp. Went with the wife and Michael to that one. Decent show, Paul Stanley sounded horrendous. Paul Stanley kept yeah. referring to Northwest Arkansas as Little Rock, which was very weird. Uh, yeah. But, you know. Same old usual Kiss show that you get. Ugh. Michael has seen Kiss here this week and be at the BOK Center. I think this show has been delayed twice. So he finally yep. gets to see it here in the next two to three days. Um, on 9 29 of 2015, I saw 21 pilots at the Brady Theater. Um, I had mentioned, I think last week, how I saw them at Kane's uh, Ballroom. So this was the this, this step up from Kane's Ballroom to the Brady Theater. Sold out show. Awesome show as always, what they do. Pretty sure you went to this next one, 9 30 2013. Uh, Remind me if you did. I think you met us there. Nine Inch Nails, Sprint Center, Kansas City. Is that correct? You went? Me and you. Yep. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. I think also James Wheeler and Andrew Thaxton went. Do you recall? Not with us. Not with us. uh Okay. Well, I knew some other people went, uh, but that was a good show. We were on the side of the stage, uh, which was cool because we got to watch the stage, but we kind of sucked because we didn't get to see all the cool stuff that was happening on the screen. Uh, for right. the crowd, uh, which was unfortunate. But that's how it goes sometimes. 929-2012, uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, me and the wife went to Kane's Ballroom. Big band in a small club. Uh, they were playing behind their album Oceania, I think is how you pronounce it, which is really the only Smashing Pumpkins album I've actually ever really got into. Um, <laughs> but I haven't listened to it since then. Uh, Juliette Lewis was there. She was in the crowd. Um, so that was cool to see. Uh, on 929-09, Saw Dave Matthews' band. I don't think I've seen Dave Matthews' band since this show. So I've seen Dave Matthews' band like nine times, but I don't think I've seen them in the last 12 years. They're playing in the amp here in the next few weeks. I will not be going to that. Dave Matthews' band and Greg Allman. I saw them in Little Rock um, at Dickie Stevens' ballpark. Um, Greg Allman was cool. Um, it's the only show I've ever gone to at Dickie Stevens' park. I don't even know if they've had a concert at that same venue since then. It's a minor league baseball stadium. Um, on 9 30, 2006, for the very first time, I got to see Allison Chains at Kane's Ballroom. I think it was my yeah. first time. Uh, Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I remember Matt Ryan was there. The wife and I went with, I don't think we went with anybody, but we met up with Matt Ryan and a couple other folks. And boy, we got shitty ass drunk. We got yeah. real drunk. Uh, I remember so you we- telling me about that. Yeah, really good time. Um, it was awesome to see Allison Chains finally for the first time in 2006. Uh, Trapped, 30 at 2005, not near as cool as Alice Chains. Uh, took Marissa huh. to see that in Des Moines, I want to say. Um, we all know what happened to Trapped in, the, in previous years. They basically yeah. have been banned from social media at this point uh, for their lead singer being an asshole. Um, Austin City Limits, 2005, me and Douglas. I think we went solo. It's possible Amy Elfers went. To, I can't remember if Amy Elfers went to 2004 or... Or two thousand five, but I think she went to two thousand four. So this is just Douglas and I. Two thousand five, it was my one and only time to ever see Oasis. Um, we saw Coldplay was performing on Sunday night. We stuck around for <laughs> about I don't know thirty minutes of their show, and then we went to a bar to check out Dry Kill Logic and Flaw. <laughs> so we left. Uh, we left Coldplay early and went to a bar where there was a, about a crowd of fifty called the Red Eyed Fly. I love Dry Kill Logic. Uh, they were I've awesome. nothing. I, I've seen nothing wrong with that choice. Yeah, no, it was a good choice. We made the right choice. I think so. I, I think so. Very happy with it. Um, let's see here. In 2004, another Dry Kill Logic. Uh, Wardlaw and I went to Chicago for a double night. Uh, we saw nine-point Dry Kill Logic on September 24th, 2004. Uh, I remember David Draymond was in the crowd for this particular show, Drive Kill, Dry Kill Logic was awesome. Uh, Nonpoint had serious sound issues where I don't think they got to finish their sets. Uh, the power went out or something like that. Something weird happened. Um, so Nonpoint only got to play a partial show. And then the next night, uh, we went to another venue in Chicago to see C2B3, which is Colonel Claypool's Bucket of Bernie Brains. Uh, uh-huh. So it was a super, super group of Les Claypool uh, from Primus, Buckethead from Guns N' Roses, uh, Bernie, who I think is from Fishbone, Uh, they released one album. Uh, It was a really cool, trippy album, and this concert was flipping awesome. I loved it, Um, and I'm very disappointed that they've never done anything since then, but I think it's cool that I got to go see them on basically their one and only album. Um, Right. So that was was a cool experience. And then uh, Hatebreed, speaking of which, I just saw Hatebreed this week. Uh, My first time to see Hatebreed, I think, was September twenty seventh, 2003 at Knickerbockers in Lincoln, Nebraska. I went to that with Wardlaw. The thing I recall about that, one, I got uh, really intoxicated, which, you know, uh, happens quite a bit, I guess. And uh, <laughs> But Arkansas, this was on a Saturday. It was an early all-ages show at, at Knickerbockers. Uh-huh. Um, so, but Arkansas was playing Alabama, and Arkansas had got down by like three or four touchdowns, and behind Matt Jones uh, had come back. And one. So I, I was watching both the concert in the Arkansas Alabama game. And once Arkansas won, I got very excited, got even more drunk. And hey, Brie put on a great show. So that was fun. On nine twenty-eight, two thousand two, I went and saw Jerry Seinfeld in Kansas City. I think this is the first time I ever saw Jerry Seinfeld live. I won one of my favorite comedians of all time. And then 9-26-1995, myself, Bobby Takich, Matt Ryan, uh, his dad Matt Ryan's dad took us to the pyramid in Memphis, Tennessee to see Van Halen with Openers Brother King. And that nice. is Will's Concerts. Will's Concerts. Will's Concerts. Right on. I'll have to check the date on that Alice and Chains tour because I saw them on that same tour at Sokol which was my first time seeing Alice and Chains. And if I remember correctly, Adam Saylor got kicked out Yep for, for smoking in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And Shane Perry got stupid drunk. Yeah, yeah, I definitely re- recall that uh, story as well. Because I just about beat his beat his ass on the <laughs> interstate because he was irritating me so bad. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was that was definitely a, a a plus. A great show. So um, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything else. Okay, and just to correct myself, the drummer for C two B three was Brains, so that's where Brains comes from he's from Primus mm-hmm. uh, the keyboardist was, was name is Bernie Worrell who was from Parliament Funkadelic. so there you go ooh yeah that would that would be an interesting mix yeah it was it's it's cool the, if you've never heard their album The Big Eyeball in the Sky uh, check it out it's, it's pretty good stuff yeah I'll check that out one of Les Claypool's nine bands nine that's ridiculous the, the dude does not mess around with uh uh-uh. uh just doing projects. He's the Mike Patton of Bassist. The Mike Patton of Bassist. Okay, I like that. Alright, well definitely uh, a, a treat hearing all the stuff that you've been to, so uh, that's fun. Which brings us into uh, some some album reviews for this week. Now, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, we were going to listen to the new Candlebox mm-hmm. and then the new Bad Flower. That is so, correct. Let's lead off with the new Candlebox it's called Wolves I don't know what album number this is. Number um, seven. Number seven. All right, well, why don't you tell us uh, what you thought of this album? Um, I didn't think much of this album. Um, yeah. I, I think there's a there's a few good tunes. But, you know, right now, in, Candlebox is basically Kevin Martin and a bunch of hired guns is, is yeah. how I would state them. So they're not the same band that brought out that debut or Happy Pills um, from 93 to 98, which was their commercial peak. During that time, um, I, I think they've they've gone pretty poppy. They're, they're much more pop rock than what their yeah. original were. I, I, they're just a different sounding band, which, I mean, ultimately is fine. I, I don't have a huge issue with, you know, changing your sound through 25 years. But it's just a you know, I mean, Kevin Martin can still keep the name Candlebox, which is fine. But Candlebox in 2021 is nothing like Candlebox in 1994. I think three of the dudes in the band have only been in the band for five years uh, the mm-hmm. bassists, I believe, came and joined Box when they reformed in 2008. So it's just Kevin M- Martin and, you know, there's a couple of decent tunes. I like yeah. All Downhill from here, the opening track. Uh-huh. Um, as as we talk about opening tracks really laying the foundation, you know, just based on that song, you would think you were about to hear a pretty good album. Uh, right. I, I think it went, <laughs> not to take, just to take the, the song title, it was <laughs> it All went, Downhill. It, it was all downhill from there, from right. From truck. And one thing I learned reading about this, uh, I think all downhill from here, if I'm correct. Um, one of the members from Blind Melon, Blind Melon, um, got uh co-writing uh, on that tune, which I think is pretty cool. It's good to see oh, Blind Melon that. and Candle Box doing a little, little work together. I like that, but uh, yeah, yeah, Riptide, really poppy song, but that I would say that was the only other song that kind of got my attention. Um, <laughs> but it's really poppy, um, but to, I I still enjoyed it. But to, I, if I go see Kino Box, which we just saw Kino Box on, I'm not trying to hear uh, more than one or two songs from this particular album. No, no, not at all, not at all. Um, you know, I mean, I had a, I struggled with this. Um, I tried listen to it a few different times. I just I don't know if it was I felt and again. Eh, I agree with your sentiment that it was all poppy and everything. I had a problem with the mix of the album. I felt like the vocals needed to be brought forward a little bit more to, I, I just had a hard time following them or, you know, even really gathering what was going on. I mean, I just, it, it, it was boring. I thought, I thought it was boring. Nothing on there excited me. Yeah, I think really about it. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I can't even, you know, besides the opening track, which you, I mean, I, I can't recall, any you of know, the other songs on there really making me feel a certain type of way. Right. You know, it was just indifference. So Indifference is a but, good tune for this. Uh, I, I, I don't see it being something I'm listening to a week from now. <laughs> no. You know, no, I, I, no I got not my, even. I got my review in, and I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah there's really nothing on there that made me feel anything, so. The next album, though, (laughs) Uh, yeah, Bad Flower. This is How the World Ends. This is their uh, second full-length album um, from the band from Nashville. Uh, What did you think about this album? So uh, the lead singer, Josh Katz, Uh, Uh Uh he's a a crazy cat. (laughs) Uh, He's Uh – man – do do we think he just purposely tries to have a horrible life so he can make good music? Because I will say <laughs> I really enjoy the album, but holy shit! Like I decided uh, to go ahead and just read the lyrics as I listened to the album. Yeah, I feel like yeah. he's purposely just he's just living an awful life just so he can make music. Um, uh, the the opening track, "Adolescent Love," not a good opening track. No, uh, pretty weird opening track because it's this. It's just it wasn't really a great song. I think they should have started with Fuckboy. Um I, yeah, think, I think that would have been a, a better precursor to the rest of the album because Ad- Adolescent Love doesn't really it doesn't really mesh with the rest of the album. I, I think overall it's a good hard rock album. Not Ad- Adolescent Love doesn't give you that impression that you're about to get a hard rock album. Um, I actually tried to follow what you did a couple times by just giving a reaction. Now, of course, nobody can watch my reaction as I listen to the album, so I just wrote uh-huh. my own reaction. Uh, fuck boy. I don't really know the purpose of this song. <laughs> I think it's a troll song. Um, it's a good <clears> tune. It is. Uh, it, it's a good rocking tune, uh, but it's about fuckboys who stand outside shows trying to get with women, I guess, and uh-huh. I, I I, don't know what Josh Katz was really thinking when he wrote this out with this particular tune, uh, "Family" is the opening single. Uh, it's a fucking, the real depressing song. We've talked about it before. Yes. Um, it does get better with each listen if you ignore the lyrics. <laughs> but yeah. basically, it's letting us know how awful of a family member Josh Katz is to the rest of his family. Uh, "Johnny wants to fight" is a is a strange tune. It opens up <laughs> with a message about how a dude heard about uh i'm I'm guessing probably not josh katz but uh, johnny's girlfriend is cheating on him but as we listen to the song we also know that johnny is cheating on his girlfriend and then as we listen to the song we know that the dude who left the message is actually the one fucking johnny's girlfriend so Uh at first they're like let's go out to hollywood and have a good time get drunk and get into a fight but then as the song goes on it basically turns in uh Johnny, Johnny wants to kick his ass. Johnny wants to kick his ass, and I guess yeah. the dude, the dude's gonna allow it because he can't stop fucking Johnny's girlfriend because Johnny's uh-huh. girlfriend is really good looking and, and good sex. So that's a strange tune. Uh, Stalker, uh, that's a strange tune. Uh, but the uh-huh. tunes are good, but their lyrics are just—it's just so fucking weird, man. So Stalker is about how he's an incel, uh, which means you're incel, because you can't fucking get a girl, you don't have the skills to get a girl, so you're not having sex. We know all about incels because generally when we see something about a mass shooting, it's it, they, it, it goes down to the fact that this particular person who did the mass shooting is an incel. They can't get girls, so they go out on a mass shooting spree. So, man, talk about some dark lyrics there for being a stalker. Uh, right. So he's stalking a girl. He has a girlfriend in his head, but the girl doesn't know he exists. So that's exactly. stalker. Very, pretty violent lyrics, uh, but he's talking about how he's an outcast, fake relationship. Everyone's an asshole. Really enjoy this song. (laughs) Really really (laughs) like this song. I I enjoy the, uh, the chorus. Uh, it's kind of a take on what the state of today's social media world is. Um, everybody has an opinion on everything. Uh, everybody wants to be an expert without actually having any knowledge in a field that you're trying to be an expert in. Uh, he he talks Uh about, you know, Trump inciting a riot, uh, based off of no, uh, no, um, uh, Evidence, uh, but deciding to write it, you know, with the with the voting, Uh, everyone. It really cool chorus, though. I dug that song. Uh, She knows, also a cool song. I also enjoyed the uh, chorus here. Um, uh, This is apparently some fucked up relationship shit as well. Uh, Josh, I guess, just sucks at relationships, is what we're getting (laughs) down to. Um, I like his voice in the chorus. Really cool guitar solo in this particular song, Um, but he's holding a secret from his significant other. They don't talk about it, but based off of this song, she knows what the secret is, but they stay together. Eh, Yeah. Figure that one out. So, (laughs) Only Love, not a real great song. Um, (laughs) He talks about how I'm not dying, I'm in recovery, but it's another breakup, Lost song. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Just going through it. Sasshole, uh, talks about how he's unhappy for months. Uh, he's an evil social media cunt. Uh, <laughs> he talks about how he medicates on the yayo and the nicotine. It's, yeah. It seems like to be a song about neglecting one's own health uh, for the masses, for your love of rock and roll. So yes. purposely just doing drugs, being stupid, being an online fucking idiot, all for the love of rock and roll. Fucking weird. Don't hate me. Another horrible relationship tune. Um, scold me, console me, control me, but don't hate me. I'm sad enough. <laughs> right, I'm no stalker. I'm just ign- I just ignore restraining orders all the time. Is one of the lyrics there? Uh, Tethered, man. Talk about a fucking depressing song. Tethered uh, is a real date rapey tune. Um, <laughs> it's talking. <laughs> it's domestic abuse. The the beginning verse talks about how. Uh, A girl is drinking with her boyfriend, but I guess the boyfriend has put something in her drink, uh, so she basically leaves unconscious. Nobody says anything. Uh, She's being abused at at 17 by some unrelenting creep who's the father of her son. Whew, boy you know yeah. I, I try not to read lyrics and this this album is the reason why I try not to listen to ly- read lyrics because I, <laughs> I really enjoy the music but yeah? it's hard to sing along to these songs oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh, machine gun I didn't have much of a take on this and it, it ends with my funeral just to just to just to really bring you down even more it ends with the song my funeral um, it's a it's a fantasy about him committing suicide and then being there for my funeral now i did like the lyrics because i did agree with some of the lyrics um everybody wants to be best friends with the recently deceased yeah you see this all the time how people die and everybody just comes out the fucking woodworks to talk about their experiences with this particular person uh he does turn it around halfway through the song and says there's no way he can commit suicide right now because he feels he has too much left in the world to give so thankful fucking lord After an hour, (laughs) Josh Josh finally gives us some positivity. Um, But he, you know, it's a listen, man. Yeah. It's good hard rock music, and I think the songs would be good live. But you just really have to understand what the fuck Josh is singing to you because it's some dark shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, me and Courtney were sitting here listening to it last night, and we started off doing, you know, um, she was recording my reactions. But it just got to the point where every single song, I'm like, this is fucking depressing. (laughs) I'm like, how can this be good for anybody's mental health to listen to? Um, Number one. Number two, um, I just didn't feel like the song, any of the songs, even musically, were even close to being on par with OK, I'm Sick. I felt like it just was, it, it, it felt too polished if that's a word I could use. Polished um, is a word you can use. Yeah. I, I, I felt it was like too polished, too contrived. Um, I thought that I felt like they were going for that big rock sound instead of, you know, uh, more garage band, I guess would be the <coughs> word I would use. You know, there wasn't anything like an animal or um, just for example, something like that. But, you know, all of your takes on those songs are pretty much what I had machine gun. I felt was the best song on the album. Okay. There you go. Um, you know, talking about how at a young age, you know, somebody oh, yeah. was forced into or felt like the military was their only choice and, and really how the no. military can fuck you up. Don't get me wrong. I respect everybody that, you know, joins the military and serves their country and everything be the case. But this song I thought was, you know, I, I don't see this song being played live, hmm. in a, in a lot of places. Just like "Die," kind of, you know, playing that at uh, Rocklahoma or in the Rye Room at, at in Lincoln, Nebraska, at the Bourbon, you know, <laughs> not go does not go over well. I just don't I, think that. A song I think like he's okay with over. that, though. Yeah, he yeah he's totally fine with it. Obviously, um, you know. I'm me and Courtney, Courtney even brought it up. She goes, "She goes, I wonder, is his life really that bad? <laughs> you know, and how can it be? You know, not to say that money cures all ills, but you know he's rolling in it." Yeah, well, and, and one of the other things, as I was reading about this album, uh, he does everything. Like he's yeah. he's the main writer of this of the tunes uh he Uh self-produced most of the album um he talks about how he is completely in control of like the staging and the lighting like the entire show is basically his ideas like he wants him and his bandmates to be the the people who do everything bad flower related and i just think a person with that kind of drive and motivation surely cannot be that fucked up in the head Uh, on everything else in their life. I find that completely strange. I just don't see how you could be that fucked up in the head, but then be driven enough to be like, yeah, everything about this band is going to be my drive, my, my thought process and that we're going to be successful and they are a successful band. So uh, it is two really strange worlds to put together there. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's a little insane. You know, I don't, <laughs> I, I I mean I I don't even know this this album is definitely not going to get nearly the amount of play of okay <clears> on <throat> you know, I just I just I, it, it's it's way too heavy for me. I mean, just the, lyrically and and uh, just just the themes. I just yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> It'll drive me crazy. Yeah, this. But this, I mean, all in cool. all, I mean, I'm not I'm not mad. I mean, it's not it's a good album you know I, I get the themes I mean I, I get it all and maybe there is a market there's obviously a market for songs like this sure you know I mean there's obviously a market for it you know I just I just don't feel that it is nearly as strong as okay I'm sick and I don't feel that it's something that I'm going to spend a lot of time listening to yeah it's funny while I was listening to it I was like man I could really jam out to this album but I have to yeah. I have to be conscious of what the album is singing about. And it it made me think of like, you know, when girls are just getting into these rap songs, but the rap song, the lyrics are like sweat dripping down my balls or like jizzing or just completely disrespectful for women. But you see like girls just jamming out to the shit because it's loud and it's a good tune and it makes you dance. Uh The lyrics are just so fucked up. It's like, (laughs) how can I possibly listen to this album and enjoy myself when I know how dark <laughs> every single one of these fucking songs are. Now, I, I just don't know. Kind of like what you're saying. I don't know how I can listen to it in a good, yeah. in a good state of mind to be like, hey, cool. Uh, cool. I, I don't I don't see how I can listen to this. Especially when I do listen to a lot of lyrics and, and everything like that. I don't see how I could want to put myself through that. <laughs> I just, I just, maybe that's just me. I don't, I don't know. I just craziness. But again, great effort um, <laughs> musically, like you said. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just not for me, man. Not I will for say, me. for anybody who wants to try to listen to this album, the two songs I would recommend. I know you like Machine Gun. Is that what it's yep. called, Machine Gun? Yeah. Uh, my two favorite songs were "Everyone's an Asshole" and "She Knows." I, I really just dug those two songs the most on the album. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> And again, I mean, for that initial listen and everything like that, um, Everyone's an Asshole. I, I liked that one as well. I thought it was great. Like you said, a microcosm of what is going on um, with social media and just in general in this fucked up times we're in. Um, yeah, so I mean, we have enough of that shit every day fucking with our mental health. I don't, I don't need I, I use music as an escape from that. So I don't, I don't need my music to put me in uh, that sour state. Mm. There we especially, go. Especially, especially now. Yeah. That's, that's it for album reviews. Well, I, I thoroughly enjoyed your review. <laughs> I, I love that you broke that down song by song. Um, we, we tend to get a little general with our reviews at times and just kind of go with the overall theme. Um, I love the breakdown. I think we should alternate doing that. Um, like I said, we tried to do it last night, but um, I just wasn't feeling it based on where the album was taking me. Good, I, wanted to, I wanted to smoke a cigarette after the album. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, next week, it will be your responsibility to give us a detailed breakdown of whatever album we're going to review. Okay. Well, I mean, normally, this is the time. Th- well, actually, there's a couple things that we need to discuss. Okay. Um, number one, I don't have a Jarris Johnson update this week. I know that's going to make a lot of people sad, oh, and a lot man. of people upset. Um, I do know, I do know that he has a new song coming out on October eighth. Oh with boy. with one Trippy Red.
1: Oh, okay. So I, I, Trippy, I think Red. Trippy
0: Red, Trippy Red, is a pretty popular good dude, isn't he? Yeah, Trippy Red just played the amp probably two weeks okay. ago. Yeah, okay. He's, he's yeah. pretty popular. Yep, he's got a song coming out with Trippy Red. Um, I think it's called Friday. Um, I don't know if it's going to be along the lines of ice cube or if it's going to be along the lines of, uh, what was that chick that sang that Friday song? (laughs) I don't remember her name. Um, I don't recall her name. Rebecca black. There we go. Rebecca black. Yep. That's it. Um, so we could get either one of those folks who knows, or it could be just something that the King of rock, the future of rock, um, just blows our minds with. Um, I'm, 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 gonna be there with bells and whistles. Can't wait. Um I I will be uh celebrating my dad's birthday and his retirement. And uh yeah, I'm gonna top it off with some fucking Jarrett Johnson. Nice.
1: Um, hey my, my dad's sweet.
0: birthday is also October seventh, just to let you know. No so. shit. Well, that's go. crazy. October yeah. is a great month for birthdays. Yeah um, I've got i yep. I've got a nephew on October third, my dad on the eighth, your dad on the seventh, my niece on the sixteenth, and then my birthday on the twenty third. Whew. Busy, busy, busy. It is a busy, busy month. Now, are you going so, to see Mammoth uh, this this month at all, or have you made a decision? I am not. I am not. Oh, okay. I am not um, with the uh, with the medical bills that I'm going to be facing, um, mm-hmm. you know, I do have insurance, so there's no worry there. But still, it's going to be kind of pricey. Nice. Um, my concerts might be on on the, the down low for a little while, so. I'm uh, going to go back to delivering pizzas here in a couple weeks. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. Just to help out. Cause I can't put that all on, you know, normally I'm, I'm unemployed. I'm a full time student, but um, I'm going to do that. Some, some part time just to, just to help out with that. Okay. I got to do my piece. So yeah, that's it. Normally this is also the part where we would have a top five list. Yeah. We struggled with that. We, know, we don't struggle. have one this week and you know, I don't really have anything either. So this is also the part where then we would just say, okay, we're done for the week. I don't have anything else really I need to talk about or harp on or rant about. It's probably not good for my health to be doing that anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what do you, what do we want to review next week? Well, I don't, there's really nothing coming out. I mean, that Asking Alexandria album's coming out. I think there's a Doobie, album, Doobie Brothers album coming out. There is, but I don't think it's this week. I think it's on the eighth. Oh, okay. So what's coming out this week? Just asking Alexandria. Where is that Debbie Breath? I just saw it. It is just that asking Alexandria. Um, looking through the list here. Little Wayne and Rich the Kid. Trust fund hobbies. Little Wayne no. and Rich the Kid. Nope. Uh, Meek Mill. Uh, Who? ministry. Ministry has an album. Oh, yeah. So we have a ministry and an Asking Alexandria album. Oh, there's the Doobie Brothers. Okay, they do have an album coming out. Now is Michael McDonald on this particular album or not? You're asking me if I know anything about the Doobie Brothers in 2021? <laughs> what their uh, current status is? I, uh, I wage no Wage point. War also has an album coming out. There, I think they played Rocklahoma before. Wage uh, War. I've wage never War. Heard of them. Okay. Well, let's do. Do You want to do a wage war review? Sure. Let's do wage war and Asking Alexandria. Can you think of any albums we're missing from previous weeks that we haven't properly reviewed? Nope. Okay. So Asking Alexandria and Wage War. Oh, hey, I do have other news. I went to Go the ahead. record store. I went to the record store the other day. Nice. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell I, us I, about I that. think I, I think I went. I went Saturday. Yeah, I went Saturday, so I I went down um to my local shop, Buffalo Records here in good old Kearney, Nebraska, just because I haven't been in there for a while, and I just wanted to see what I could come across. Um, wasn't really too much for the pickings. I mean, I did pick up, um, I did pick up the new Halsey album. So I got that. The new what? The new Halsey album. Okay, good, 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 good. So I got. Does that. it have the cool album cover? Or oh yes. No, it has the cool album cover. Nice, nice, nice. And then I picked up this wonderful gem. I'm going to name some of these songs on this album and see if you can tell me if you know who it is. Okay. Okay. Staying together. Foolish beat. Red hot. Wake up to love. Fallen angel. Play the field. Between the lines. Now Between. I'm going to name some of I'm going to name some of the hits. Okay. Between the along. lines is not a hit. I don't know. Maybe it is. shake your love out of the blue and only in my dreams. Is this a soundtrack? No, 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 no. This is an album. It came out in uh, 19 Mm... 1987, 1987. Yes. I'm surprised that you did not get it by out of the blue only in my dreams. Shake your love. Those three songs right there should tell you what this album is. Oh, is that Deborah Gibson? It is Debbie Gibson, out of the blue. <laughs> I, I, I got it for Kathy. Nice. Well, that's what I'm telling people is that I got it for Kathy. But come on. Only in my dreams. Yeah, that's as a... real as it can seem. <laughs> It was only in my dreams. That's a good one. Uh, so, what were the uh, what were the other singles on there? Well, only in my dreams was on there. Um, I believe Shake Your Love was a single. Okay. And I think Out of the Blue was a single as well. Mm. What is so is only in my dreams the big the biggest Debbie Gibson single, or she had she's had a bigger hit than that, right? I couldn't even flip and tell you. Okay. I have no clue. Like now I said, for, I got those, it for Kathy. I like it. Uh, for those who don't know, Debbie Gibson's in a Las Vegas residency with Joey McIntyre of New Kids on the Block. Whoa! Yeah, it's pretty exciting, right? Yeah, it is. Yep. I mean, uh, maybe that will be my first trip to Vegas to go see Debbie Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's an interesting choice. How did you find yeah. that? I was just uh, I was looking at their uh, their new their new arrivals on uh, their new used arrivals. Somebody turned in Debbie Gibson. Yep. Yep. And it was nine bucks. <laughs> there you go. That's a good, yep. uh, I'm planning on going today. Um, nice. I went, I want to say it was last Friday or the Friday before that. I can't remember. Um, Ozzy Osbourne's no more tears came out. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted that, but it was, it was gone. Um, so I, I left empty handed, uh, which was disappointing, but I'm going to go back today. For my September nice. shopping, even though we did go the first week of September for Rocklahoma, yeah. um, but it, so maybe I shouldn't go today. Not really no, well, so what you should do is when do they put out their new? Do, when do they put out their new releases? Do they put their new releases out on, on Fridays? Fridays or on Fridays? Yeah. Oh, okay. And by so the time going- I get off work on Fridays, I can't like e- anytime I see an album I want for their new releases. When I get there after work, it's already gone. Gotcha. Okay. Which is yeah. About- I, he, he puts out some on thursdays and he puts some out on fridays so i'll probably go this thursday just because well maybe i'll go after class but anyhow i mean yeah we'll see i don't know okay <laughs> yeah oh, well on that folks so we got wage war and asking alexandria okay and then do we do do you have a top five list for next week Man, I don't. But we need to. We need to come up with some stuff here. Right. Right. Well, let's do in honor of Ms. Deborah Gibson. Okay. Let's do the top five. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe this is kind of a redo, but we're gonna we're gonna limit it down even more. Okay. The top five. Female pop albums of the night of the nineteen eighties. <laughs> now you wanna to go to decades, eh? Hey? Okay. Well, I mean I, I don't know. I don't I, or let's just do the top five pop albums. We've already done that. Well we did have we? We did female pop albums. We did. All right, we gotta we got we gotta call it something different. Um we've done top five rap albums, we've done top five huh you want to do a uh, top five country albums? Let's do a top five country albums. Okay, let's let's try a top five country. We don't okay. talk about country music on this show no, at all. We don't. We don't so really. Let's let's try to do a top five country album. Top five country albums. All right.
1: That's We're gonna be it.
0: tough. It's gonna be tough for me. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it won't be nearly as tough as me because I do I do get forced to listen to a little bit of country here and there. Mm-hmm. So and I do enjoy some some country albums. So. But, all right. Well, that's all I got for this week. Let's do it. All right, everybody. All right, folks. Take care of yourselves. We will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye.